This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, we're back again. It's Weirdly Enough. We are both dosed up on those special extra strength paracetamols because we both had quite interesting evenings. And different, you were away off somewhere, I was, anyway, not together, we didn't go out on some mad media fuel uh, party, but yeah, uh, yeah, we're dosed up on the paracetamol and we're going to get through McKimmy Manor, uh, is what we're talking about today. Uh, Tell me, uh, I'm joined with Len. First of all, sorry, this is this is started off haphazardly, but we're, why not? We're failed by espresso. We'll just keep pressing on. Those uh, those professional podcasters would uh, have restarted again, but we're forty seconds into it. I'm not doing all that again. I'm not sitting through all that chat. I think the amateur is, is part of the charm, though, with us. Yes, yes. If uh, that's a word. Uh, remember, you can get in touch with us on the socials. Uh, we're weirdly enough PC on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. You can search for us there. Do like and subscribe leave a review if you can wherever you get your podcasts it all helps uh and uh, we have a weekly podcast every monday it comes out weirdly enough and then we have our weird shorts just a little bite-sized uh podcast to get you ready for the weekend that comes out on a friday uh so today it's all about mckamey manor it's gonna be pretty dark Okay. Um, just actually referencing last night, yeah. um, I was out with some people in the town. The town, okay. Right. Wherever that is. And um, they were asking me, oh, what, what, what are you doing on your podcast tomorrow? Okay. What are you doing? Uh-huh. And I says, well, McKinney Manor. <laughs> and they said, well, what's that? Yes. Uh, and I said, like, it's kind of like, you know, it's an extreme haunted house. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which is apparently is a big thing in America. Yeah. So they're all, like, dead and intrigued. And they're like, oh, is it like, kind of like an escape room? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, that is sort of. And then I proceeded to describe some of the stuff that goes on in McKinney Manor. <laughs> and interest turned to, to horror, basically. Horror, yeah. And yeah. Uh, faces froze. Yes. Because it is pretty dark. So do you want to hear a, a little bit more about this? Okay, I'm looking at pictures, actually, from McKinney Manor. Jeez, it looks weird. But yes, people put themselves through it. Uh, what is it, first of all? Is it a real haunted house? Because people say it's a haunted No. No, it's not. It doesn't have ghosts and stuff in it. It's not a real haunted So it's kind of like an adult version of the ghost train that you used to get up in Barry's or, or uh, it, yeah, at an amusement park. It's very adult. And in fact, like basically, if you can, have you ever seen any of those, what they call those sort of torture porn films, like Saw? <laughs> And things oh, right, like okay. that. Um, I didn't want to start talking about porn. It's not. It's just what they call the genre. Okay, right. You know, we're talking. We are talking legitimate cinema things here. Yeah. Um, but I anyway, was starting to wonder, like, what it's, are you it, searching? It's it's kind of like a way, but like a real life version of that. Okay. Right. Um, so there's a quote here from Ross McKinley himself. 100% fair. We're good at that, and we're the best at it. Yeah. Um, as a film director, everything I'm doing is geared towards capturing magic Kodak moments. Yes. Okay. Um, now, it's described by 2018 Guardian article as a San Diego suburban house smelling of dog pee. Uh, now, unbelievably, as of 2018, there's a waiting list of 27,000 right. people wanting to be terrorised in this place. Um, does he charge for it? Or is no. It all, all, right. you, all you need to do is bring some food for the dogs. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, now, th- there's some quite funny Google reviews, which I think are a bit tongue-in-cheek. Mm. Um, somebody said, the staff were so thoughtful, and I even gave the kids and I a free haircut. 
that's nice. Um, so yeah. if I got Zoe with tug and shake. Yeah. Um, and there's, as of the Guardian article in 2018, the manor had been going for a bit of decade. So the challenge is quite simple. You last to the end of the hour tour, and you're guaranteed to win a cash prize of 20,000 US dollars. Well, that's not too hard to get through any other hour. That's like a, a day's work, really, and you get 20,000. 20,000. So how many people have got through this, then? Now, online in the Reddit message boards, the rumours of one hard kiss, who was alleged to be a serving US Marine, who <laughs> endured the torments of the manor for six hours. Six hours? And then so he cracked. he got there and he cracked. Yeah. Like I said, the price of a tear is a bag of dog food, but the problem is no one's ever made it right to the end. How does this guy make his money then? Or, well, know, that's, this is part of the mystery of it. Okay, right. Um, it's run by the genial figure of Russ McKimmy, and Russ has lived many lives. He's been a fitter study student, a US Navy veteran, and a wedding singer. <laughs> a wedding singer. Um, and he's also infamous for running McKinney Manor, which is a nightmare to some and the ultimate haunted house experience to others. Uh, he's been described as the so-called sickest man on YouTube. <laughs> um, very alarming images, by the way. Yeah, I'm looking through the pictures on McKimmyManor.com. Um, some more quotes. Everyone is so blasé about what happens in the world. They need a safe release. And it's about creating a cinematic experience and making people feel uh, they're living their own horror movie. Movies can't fill us anymore. It's really hard to get emotions out of people. It's a survival horror boot camp. So that's, I suppose that's maybe, good lord. Yeah. Um, it's a, I'm just getting distracted by some of those images. Kind of horrendous. Um, it's a survival horror boot camp. Uh, I was telling some of the guys last night about this because okay. they're madly intrigued. Yeah. So I, I gave them some edited highlights of what, what was going on and they, they just turned white and were horrified and were like yeah, and the, uh, the thing they were asking me the, the thing that bewildered them was the 27,000 people looking to get in that yeah. and I said like you say in the modern world people are so alienated or blasé as Russell as Ross McKimmy would say it's a way to kind of you get the adrenaline pumping and sort of kind of make you feel alive how many so- sessions like is it a daily thing or is it Weekends. Only at the weekends, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, Ross McKimmy says, we were initially pretending to cut hair, but the YouTube critics said, yeah, fake. So thanks to the naysayers, we had to ramp it up and bring more reality to it. And every year it got more crazy and more aggressive. (laughs) Um, We wouldn't be infamous if we weren't able to deliver the product. There's two notorious things. There's the trip to the kitchen. The kitchen, where you're made to like eat maggots and bugs and horrible things, and also the trip to the barber, where you get your head and your eyebrows shaved off. Right. Um, And there's a quote here. He says, "Pretty soon it becomes real. There's no break. It's non-stop. The whole goal is to get you exhausted, so we have better control over you." Twenty fifteen. Rory Carroll, a journalist for the Guardian, uh, followed three participants on a tour. Uh, the winning victims uh, are clad in onesies. Yeah. And they're waiting in a country lane for Ross and his cronies to pick them up. Okay. Um, now, I'm thinking it's probably to keep their clothes from getting damaged, but also to humiliate them yes. as well uh, by okay. making them look foolish. And part of it is Ross's mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a Christina Buster, who was a 44-year-old logistical analyst, analyst working for the US government in Kuwait. Now, apparently, she had spent the past year taunting Ross and his staff in the socials right. and saying, oh, you're a bunch of pissies and you're yeah. soft and you're yeah. no good. Yeah. So there's a quote from her. She says, last time was brittle. I've come back to test my limits, push myself further. I'm nervous and I'm scared. I'm expecting to be torn limb from limb to get it worse. I'm probably going to regret it big time. Yeah. 
Uh, now there's and there's a Spencer Crane, just nineteen, a former actor at the Manor and hoping to become a DEA agent. Okay. And Beth Hippel, a nursing student who's wearing a beige teddy bear onesie. Um, now there's some worrying comments from some of the guards in this in this um or actors I should say in this article. Are they all volunteers then? They're, they're all volunteers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now there's a guy called Andrew Sweeney, right. and he says, "I'm not going to lie, I go hard on the big guys. Um, I got three kids, a lady, and six dogs. A lot going on in my life. This hey, lady. Is, I got a lady. This is a great de-stressor, right? So okay. this is kind of slightly scary because he basically he's de-stressing by torturing those people, yeah. like, you know, uh-huh. which isn't probably not good. Uh, and there's a, a list of the gear that he has ready for the hapless guests of the manor. Right. His titles today include plastic restraints, a rope." And a robust-looking airtight plastic bag, which fits snugly over an adult human head. Yeah. Um, another actor is a guy called Ryan Lawrence. He has his face painted kabuki white, with cool black rings around the eyes. I'm the enforcer. He smiles. I'm here to make sure that no one makes it out. I get carried away. Right. Um, I don't really have a line. I don't really have a line. Yeah. Does he mean he's just? He won't. Doesn't really have a line that he won't cross. Yeah. All right. Okay. It all kicks off alarming speed. One minute the guests are stood in the sunshine in the lane in their onesies. Next, they're on their knees, hands bound with masking tape wrapped around their heads. Uh, and the actors alternate between dunking their victims and stinking swamp water. Yeah. Um, verbally destroying them and proceeding to rip clumps of their hair out of their scalp by the roots as... Ross gives them the introductory speech. They must have quite uh, a lot of like things that people sign. Yes, this is the infamous consent forms. The, wa- the, the waiver form. Uh, they're dragged one at a time to McKimmy, and he films them. He's got like a GoPro and all, right, and he gets yeah. like right on their face. Right, uh-huh. uh, and they have to read the liability waiver form. Um, and there's all things like participant fully understands that many times they will be in a panic state of anxiety, yeah. in which they would feel they were drowning. And they may die. I'm just going to go through quickly some of the things on this waiver form. The waiver's 40 pages long. Yes, I'm going to give you some highlights here quickly. Uh, number 20, participant agrees and understands that your life in reality is not in danger, and this is just a game. Uh, participant understands and agrees that they're never being held against their will. Uh, participant understands and agrees that they're not being beaten up kicked, slugged, or actually physically harmed. Right, okay. Even though they sort of are. Um, you would be roughed up, but no one is there to hurt you. Knowing that McKinney Manor is very rough and not for the meek, participant will have bumps, bruises, possible black eyes, <laughs> swelling of the face, etc. Okay. So, right, they're not being beat up, but they might have a big swollen face and yeah. a black eye. Oh, but that's alright. But that's alright. Um, participant agrees to in his full noise that if selected... Uh, to visit the barber, participant may leave McKinley Manor completely bald, including eyebrows. Okay. Um, par- participant agrees and acknowledges that mouse traps are used within the tear, which may result in bruising, cutting, or breaking of fingers. Breaking? <laughs> well, it's only a breaking of a finger, yeah. Uh, this, is, actually, this is proper horrendous stuff, some of us. <laughs> uh, pr- number 19, participant was warned numerous times about the intensity of McKinley Manor. And by the owners and other members of the crew that you, you don't, you really don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, participant agrees that if selected, they could be buried alive. Okay. Under 12 feet of dirt and rock, to which they have a limited supply of air and they will have to figure out how to escape. And they could possibly breathe in a significant amount of dust, dirt and or foreign objects. 
which may cause death if participant does not breathe properly or hold their breath at the right time. Um, now, have you ever heard of fish hugging? No. It's one of their specialities in McKinney Manor. Um, participant fully understands and agrees that they may be fish hugged, which may inadvertently cause rippage to the mouth area. That's when the actors come up behind them and using their fingers like this, yeah, uh-huh. hold you know like a fish hook will, will yank their mouths open, and quite often their their lips not split, right. and like they get bruised because okay. it's, it's so rough, you know. Um, participants fully understand and agree that medication may be given that induces hallucinations, or sedatives given in pill form, or by hypodermic at the Kimmy Manor's discretion. I, I don't understand how they get away with all this, but I suppose it's because they're getting people to sign it. Because they're all apparently it's all legal yeah, because yeah. they're signing it. It's it's their own. It's their consent to do this, yeah. like you know. Um, yeah, um, it's it's pretty pretty mad. Some of this stuff. Uh, where were we? Um, you yeah. cannot. It says here you cannot in any way return the contact. So people push you around and stuff. You can't push them. If that happens, then you're chucked out. You're not allowed to cuss. Yeah, or yeah. you, you say anything sexual because he's he's very moralistic. Okay. Um, now Ross is the master of ceremonies, come ringleader of the tormentors, uh-huh. as a guest of the manor, beaten, tied up, half drowned, force fed insects and filth, and have their heads shaved. Um, the team of actors sustain themselves with chocolate chip cookies on their breaks from the torment sessions. Uh, young Kane breaks first, managing a mere three hours, bruised and with his face swollen from the beatings that don't take place, but they sort of do. Yeah. He sobs and begs Russ for mercy as Russ keeps camera rolling for the YouTube punters. And there's quite an extensive lot of stuff on YouTube you can watch. It's quite it's kind of a genius in a way. Like. Uh, now, young Ken says, please, Russ, I'm done. No, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, Hippo lasts four hours. Oh, this is actually pretty impressive. Like, four hours. The day's winners, Buster, who endured four and a half hours of hell. Um, she's rewarded with the team's applause and an M&M. <laughs> an M&M. Um, and even Ross is impressed, dubbing Buster a tough chug. Now, the Guardian reporter goes for a sissy in- in- induction into the manor, uh, and it's basically um, they tip Balaclavas to the heads of Rory, the man from the Guardian, and uh, May Ryan, his colleague, and they have to like climb through what they call a rot run, which is like these kind of cages, and right. they kind of get shouted at and stuff, but it's kind of like a bit of a... That's the kind of entry level but um, I think we'll finish off in a little moment because we don't want this to go on too long and it's a vast topic um, now some participants have claimed they were forced to give positive video and- interviews um, Laura Hart's Brotherton was told she had to prove her loyalty to Ross McKimmy in the manor by performing some tablet- simple tasks um, and Laura claims that when she arrived at the terror Ross was cold to her Um <laughs> Things escalated, and what I was annoyed at is that Laura had been cheating on her boyfriend with a number of members of the, the McKinney Manor Facebook group, which Russ objected to because right. he's very moral yeah. kind of guy, like, like you know. Um, and after a verbal dressing down, Russ put Laura for a series of trials, uh, including but not limited to the following she was blindfolded with duct tape and submerged underwater by her ankles for so long that her body started involuntarily frothing. Right. <laughs> um, the actors made her dig a shallow hole in a patch of dirt with her bare hands. Then they made her lie on it while they covered her face with dirt, leaving her only a straw to breathe through. Uh, and there's a quote here. 
The, st- the dirt started to go into my throat and I started to swallow it. I'm coughing and I keep saying I need water. And they would just splash water in my face. They wouldn't actually give me water. This went on for, I want to say, 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> Do you fancy going? I just don't understand why people put themselves through all this. Well, I, I had a debate about this last night. I said, it's like, well, why do people jump out of planes? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's why do people do anything next round, I suppose. Um, at one point, Laura says they start, this is horrendous. This is like something from Guantanamo, <laughs> only worse. At one point, Laura says they started scraping at her new McKinney Manor tattoo with what felt like a file. Right. Uh-huh. And that's when she broke. Yeah. So uh-huh. they're just literally kind of climbing out basically, like, you know. Um, she ended up in hospital with the various injuries she had sustained on the tour, and to this day she's kind of got not the half of season stuff. So I'm not surprised. Um, there's a lot of whist- whistleblowers in the socials. Uh, if you Google McKinney Manor, you see loads of criticism. YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, all host a number of critical voices. There's a big forum uh, on Facebook called the Triff about McKinney Manor, and it's kind of a lot of kind of comments on that. Um, one major line of criticism here is that Ross and his crew. Uh, are not in any way trained and essentially don't know what they're doing from a health and safety point of view. Yeah. Because they're not medically trained. They haven't done the health and safety training yeah. or anything like, you know. One, one contributor writes, the possible consequences such as dry drowning or possible damage to the lungs were never explained. If actors weren't aware of these consequences and possible life-threatening situations, it's fair to say that they had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. The actors were never told what to do in certain situations. For example, how to properly approach someone who's having a panic attack or loses consciousness. So what do you think about that? Very odd. Uh, I see a load of articles here. Here's one in the San Diego Union Tribune about uh, a victim speaking out. And there's lots of watchdog articles and stuff. But it, it goes on and people want to do it. So, uh, yeah, there you are. You, you, M-C-K-A-M-E-Y. Well, I suppose you'll see it on the title of this podcast anyway, but uh, if you want to look for it, uh, com is their web address. We'll be back with our weird shorts just right after this. I love stories like this. You get them all the time now uh, in, the, in the weirdness circles. Um, I think we could do an entire episode on this. It's people on social media that uh, claimed to be from the future and claimed to have shown, mm. what, like, you know, what, what life would be like in the future. So that's the idea of time travelers from the future coming back to warn us of impending doom when they do it on social uh, media. A time traveler called At Time Voyagin, V O Y A G I N, has taken the rather modern approach of using TikTok. And why not? I'm sure a time traveler would be all over modern fads like TikTok. Uh, the mysterious poster has uploaded photos purporting to show the start and end of World War Three, which apparently is coming soon. Apparently, the conflict will be so severe the human ra- uh, that uh, on the human race that survivors will uh, have to leave the planet. Although it doesn't kind of explain how that's achieved after this this Armageddon, we're going to all leave the planet. What's their name again? Uh, at Time Voyaging. Is that Twitter? TikTok. Oh, my Jesus. Uh, this series of photos start with a huge explosion over an unidentified city before showing similar images and a final image with the Earth completely destroyed. But having a wee look at the photos, to be honest, the graphics are actually better in something like Microsoft Flight Simulator. You know, it's so obviously just some computer mock-up. 
so I wouldn't lose much sleep. I don't think it's going to happen. But maybe it's so post-apocalyptic, it's made computers more primitive. What do you mean? You well, know, he says these are photographs, but they're not. Oh, right. They're obviously blocky, you know, yeah. artificial but maybe, maybe if everyone's a bit crap in the future, so it's like that's why it looks so primitive, yeah, you know? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's the World Cup time again. Very strange to have it coming up uh, at Christmas instead of summer. I don't really think it works anyway. Uh, every time there's a World Cup, the tabloids are filled with animals who are claimed uh, who are claimed to be able to predict the sto- scores and outcome of the tournament. And back in 2010, we had Paul the Octopus who predicted 12 out of the 14 uh, results, which was a pretty good success rate. Other World Cup predicting animals have included Manny the Parakeet, Petty the Pygmy Hippopotamus, and Anton the Tamarind. So this year's final was no difficult, uh, no different. Uh, now the predictors take uh, a ferrety form. This is a ferret that's going to predict the World Cup. Apparently the psychic powers of Kenny the Ferret have already been put to the test when he predicted that England would lose to Iran. He, he had three bowls of food labelled win, lose or draw. And he looked at the win bowl, first of all, and then he went on to the lose bowl. And if, but of course, England beat Iran 6-2. <laughs> so I don't really think he's up to the task. But there you go, Kenny, the predicting uh, ferret. And have you heard of HMS Warrior? No, what's that? It's an old warship uh, that's... Um, she was the first ever warship to be armor-plated. She set sail in 1861, but never fired a single shot in anger, finally being decommissioned about 30 years later. The ship now resides in Portsmouth, and since 1987 it's been used for Christmas parties, weddings, and school trips. But paranormal investigators say they believe there may be some demonic spirits haunting mm. the vessels. Although the ship spent uh, its life um, during peacetimes, Mr. Ferguson, a paranormalist, claims that when he took a group of ghost sceptics onto her, they encountered hisses and voices saying, Get out! Leave! <laughs> and all those strange banging signs. Ferguson isn't uh, a stranger to investigating ghosts at Portsmouth shipyards. He claims he once encountered the ghost of Frances Nelson, the wife of Admiral Nelson, uh, while exploring HMS Victory, the ship where Nelson was killed during the Battle of Trafalgar. He isn't alone in claiming to find spooky goings-on aboard HMS Warrior. Another group behind the website Spooky Things has described signs of supernatural activity aboard the vessel. And uh, this one's about potty training. This is the last one we're going to do today. Uh, all parents know the enormous and often messy uh, challenges of potty training their progeny. However, for one kid from North Tyneside, things got a little out of hand. Kay Stewart has been trying to potty train her daughter when the child yelled, Mommy, I'm stuck. Oh, that's not a very good <laughs> Northwest accent. But uh, The mother's efforts to free the toddler who had become stuck in the toilet seat were in vain and Miss Stewart had to call for outside assistance in the form of Town and Weir's Fire and Rescue Services. The firefighters used small tools to dislocate uh, child and lucid. And soon all was well. Firefighters even gave uh, the other kids a light show with their fire engine. Station manager Trevor Sturrock praised the team, saying he was glad to assist the family and hoped Harper would continue with her potty training without incident. I want to thank the crew for their professionalism at this incident. Sometimes when you turn up, people are really panicked and it's about remaining calm and calming others. So there you go. Sorry, the uh, weird stories are a bit thin on the ground. But they're that's weird what we had. I thought they were weird enough. I thought they were good enough. Yeah. We'll be back again next week. What's it all about next week? Do you uh, know yet? 
a tag on the flat earth will not do the whole thing. It's a vast thing. Okay. But it's kind of like how the modern thing of the flat earth came to be. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Flat Earth, that's coming up next week. Do uh, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Um, uh, you can find us there. Do subscribe and uh, you'll get us whenever we release a new podcast. Absolutely obvious. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.